Alrighty. Let it, the record show that it's after midnight and I held the microphone upside down and tried to start talking to <laughs> self. Can you guys hear me? Oh. So happy to be on the podcast. <laughs> All right, let's start out with these shots, huh? Water. <coughs> shots of water, mostly peach bird dog whiskey for me. Salud. Uh, maybe I should get drunk for the first time tonight. For the first time in your life? Yeah, I've been buzzed, but I've never been drunk before. I don't know if I want to be drunk. Do you mean like blackout drunk? What do you mean by drunk? I mean like drunk. Like I don't think I ever would have failed a uh, b- uh, blow test, whatever that is. What's that called? A breathalyzer. That's what I said. We're so insane. <laughs> wow, we're best friends. <laughs> That was a really crappy high five, but I can't really see you, so. You know, best friends only have crappy high fives, you know what I mean? Mm. Best friends only miss high fives. Welcome <laughs> back, everybody. Oh, I hate myself for blowing up mic. So glad to have you all Can here. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Where's my phone? I actually need that because you Where's texted me phone? the things. Check up there. I um listen to this podcast as I do my job. I work in a group home and I work second shift and so I put all my residents to bed and then I'm doing my cleaning and I'm like, oh, make the sound pass or make the time pass. I'm gonna just listen to this podcast. Point and the then mic up like this more. And then Michael screams into the <laughs> microphone at every opportunity <laughs> and I have to like panic and try and turn down my phone before it wakes my residents up. Excuse me, Katrina's residents? Not this only. is Michael Lamp. <laughs> I just want to let you know the coronavirus is coming for you. It is coming for you. So just, n- uh, not only Summer hates when you yell on this podcast, I also do. And my old people do too. Why does Summer hate when you yell? Shout out to my old people. Yeah, why? Hey, Summer, do you actually hate when I yell on this podcast? Just in general. When you're listening to it. Have you ever listened to it? That's a no. <laughs> that, that's a hard no. Why not? Reminds you of our fights. Sound bites. I've never yelled at you in a fight. You never have? No. Good, you never should. Mm-mm. No, I never will yell. I don't even really think I raised my voice at all. Good. No, I didn't. We love a man with self-control. When Literally, if Cooper raises his voice one thirteenth of a decibel, I'm already crying. <laughs> He's like, Katrina, I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I did something. <laughs> when Michael Bublé comes in and goes, oh no, I'm sorry. I wish Michael Bublé would come in every time I I'm fight sorry. someone. Do you really wish that? I would fight all the time. If my, if <laughs> Michael, so Michael Bublé could be there. If Michael Bublé came in, Alexis would say, <laughs> you added another one? <laughs> oh my word, that's play it again. <laughs> <laughs> I did you actually add on Luke and Bree's gagging sounds? No, no. I, w- I need to go back and pull those because that was play hilarious. Alexis's hallelujah. I want to hear that. It'll again. come up again, don't you worry. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> one could say even excited. You missed it. You were supposed to play the hallelujah sound because that's how I was feeling. No, I'm not going to just do whatever you want. Okay, do it one more time. <laughs> Set me up for it. No. That's how I feel about you. Fine. Have your own podcast. <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> no, thanks. All right, should we do your 
you're hosting this one, right? Welcome back to Conversation Therapy, <laughs> a podcast where who's the host? Where I talk to Steve people that I think Harvey. are fun. <laughs> Come on down. Hi, folks. Let Hi, me make folks. the first question: Is what do you do under the covers? Have sex? What? Whoa, you said you said have sex? That's not gonna be up on the board. <laughs> Number one answer. That always happens. I feel like it's like every time. It's a question that's like innately sexual. He does a what? <laughs> he did a full one eighty towards yeah. the camera, and he is shocked and yeah. taken aback that anyone could say it and then yeah. it's number one every time you're like what's another word for tits and he's like oh these answers aren't going to be sexual at all it's <laughs> <laughs> like what steven this is a pg me? show folks. yeah right uh so your question yeah why don't you host katrina you can do your stuff too it's your po- you didn't even exp- this, welcome back to Conversation Therapy. I'm your host, <laughs> Michael Lamp. This is a show where I talk to people that I think are fun and interesting. So, um, guests, introduce yourselves. My name's Katrina Lamp. <laughs> and I'm also Katrina Lamp. <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Am I right, ladies? True. Yes. Shout out to all my beefos. Period. Aww. Period. <laughs> Make that a soundbite. <laughs> it should be a soundbite. What was <laughs> it? Katrina and I at the same time. Ready? One, two, three. Period. Period. <laughs> I'm going to just drop a no thanks on that. <laughs> That's on period. Maybe that should be a soundbite. It'll just be me saying mm, no thanks. Or you could just say that because you're on every episode. <laughs> That's true. You know what? You know what? Get I don't em. need this. I'm going to mute you for the rest of my life. You won't. No balls. Mute okay. me. I couldn't hear you. You're muted. Mute me. Say something else. Can't Mute hear me. it. <laughs> I can't hear it. Anyway, what are your questions? What are your? No, let's do yours. You said you had a bunch of stuff to talk about, so you're the host. Ready, go. I sent you two questions. But then after that, you constantly were talking. Oh, let's do a podcast. I got so much to talk about. I'm not even no, tired. No, listen. I let's do a podcast. I was at work, pacing in circles around the kitchen table, talking to myself. I had so much to say tonight, you're and like no one, one to your say it patients. to. I am. I was driving <laughs> home, like to pack up my stuff, and I was talking to myself in the car, and I like cracked a joke, and then I was laughing at it, and I was like, "I'm losing my mind." <laughs> Man, <laughs> this is what um, you know, making people stay in their homes is doing to them. Mm. Quarantine. This is kind of a snapshot of a time, though, if you think about it. Like in the history of podcasts, how many of them have been done during the coronavirus uh, semi-quarantine times? Not a Probably lot. Probably quite a few. A few at least, but like in the in comparison to all in podcasts. In the grand scheme, yeah. No. Yeah, so uh, this is a snapshot of it our mental 15th, place. 2020. Yeah. Pi day. Sunday. Mm. <laughs> It's March fifteenth, twenty twenty. The pre- the president has declared the United States in a national state of emergency for the coronavirus. Mostly because of running out of frozen pizza at Walmart. As of tomorrow, all restaurants and bars are closed. Um, all schools are closed for the rest of the month. No, no, no. As of right now, like at nine p.m., the restaurants closed. As of nine p.m. today, all restaurants and bars. You are closed. You can still get takeout, but you can't sit down at a restaurant or a bar. I all you're encouraged to stay in your home, not interact with people if you're feeling any sort of sickness symptom. Yeah, I have a a little bit of a sore throat and a little bit of a cough. 
And I called my boss and was like, dude, normally I would never think about staying home, but should I stay home? And he was like, yeah. So I'm up late. <laughs> Aw, I'm glad you could be off to hang out with us. Yeah. You can thank my boss for this crappy podcast so thank far. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. That's not your name and you're not listening. <laughs> thank you, Joe. This has been. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, Brew. <laughs> thank <laughs> Why you, are you, John. How do you know everyone's <laughs> name? <laughs> Dad worked there for 11 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now he doesn't work there anymore. And if you work at MT and you're listening to this, let me ask you three questions. First of all, who? What up, Second Karen? of all, what? Third of all, when, where, and why? Dad. <laughs> Third of all, name that movie. Okay. Somebody name that movie. Spy Kids, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I oh my gosh. I thought that that was a fever dream for the longest time. Like and it was one. just some strange way of my mind memorizing these up, questions. No, he pokes up his fingers with the little faces on him. He says, who, what, when, where, and why? Da, 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 da. Okay. No, that's a different wow, spot. I'm that's so actually happy a different it wasn't spot just really? yeah. What is... It's a small world, well, oh, little, little boys, boys and girls. It's a mean that's a people. What do I have here for the supper? But if you follow me, you can all be free. Free. See, I like know that movie. Like a bird on a big TV. <laughs> dream if you dream if you dream. Like a bird on a My TV. Dreams. A bird on a TV. Big bird. <laughs> wow. Why is he more free than the average bird? Uh, Because he's a puppet. Next question. Oh, that's less free. Next question, I'm host. Perplexed. <laughs> what are you compulsive about? About what, does what that are you mean? compulsive? Like, for example, I am compulsive about my oral hygiene. I have to wear my retainer and brush my teeth for like four minutes morning and night, or else I get stressed about it and I can't not doesn't, think about it. Doesn't it not Ooh. work if you're brushing your retainer? I don't brush with my retainer. You just said you have to wear your retainer and brush for four minutes. I have to wear my retainer and like I will get actually stressed about it. I have to like take care of my teeth and like use, I don't know, like I have to do. And if I have a day where I have enough time to like floss and use like my whitening mouthwash and normal mouthwash and brush my teeth really well and I wear my retainer the night before, I am so calm that day. Like I feel like I've done everything that I can. (laughs) (laughs) that's what i am compulsive about you can be compulsive like people are compulsive about their space like they need to keep it really clean and they need to have things in a certain order they need to get things done by a certain time i just thought that was an interesting question interesting when i was a kid dude if somebody else out there gets this or if you guys get this i'll be amazed like you know how on like the sidewalk there's like the cracks and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's with me? I uh, I know okay. that there so far. are cracks on sidewalks. I w- if I would be walking on the sidewalk and I stepped on a crack with a certain part of my right foot, I would have to step on the next crack with that same right, part of my left foot mm-hmm. and just do that all the time. And I can never. Mm. And even then, like if I step close to a crack with my right foot, I have to step close with my left foot. Or if you're on tile that's different colors, and I step oh, on absolutely. a dark square with one foot, mm-hmm. dark I have to step dark other, square baby. with the other foot, or else my body will fall apart. <laughs> It will stop. Yeah, that's. I would say that's a compulsion. And then I would have to, I if I were to like, like my eyelashes are long and they stick into like my vision sometimes. And so if I, if I were to look at Ashley right now and my eyelash were like to go over here as I look to the side, I'd have to do the same thing going the other way. 
so i'd like look like a weirdo and i remember mm-hmm. mom telling me like, i remember you having you need to stop like looking multiple times you and, had like, that tick after you drowned side. and you would blink a certain way too i remember you all the time going i remember you doing that all the time yeah and so i had to learn how to not have those things interesting i always mm-hmm. had this from the time i was a kid though really i only really remember your ticking one being bad after you oh, drowned yeah. no i i did that all the time um for those of you out there uh who are playing the game you gotta take a shot because we mentioned drowning. two shots i think <laughs> yeah it wasn't even me this time so it was me yeah <laughs> I'm you are host. the host yeah <laughs> michael lamp i drowned <laughs> take a shot <laughs> ashley i'm really trying to think i don't hmm I don't know i really can't think of any right now if i'm in the car and the volume has a number on it it has, has to be, be even even or a or a five um uh, i agree multiple of five fives are an honorary even number yeah oh what's your favorite number seven my favorite number yeah favorite number either 10 or 23 because those were or 16 because those are all my jersey numbers mine's two why Prime uh, number? Only even prime number. Yep, knew it. Predictable. <laughs> yeah. And I have two of everything. Don't ask questions. Ashley, what was you what were you gonna say? Um one of my compulsions I hate when I mean I guess it's a, po- a pet peeve and kind of a compulsion, but if there are like a certain amount of seconds left on the microwave that like you someone left it. I have to clear it. Yeah. It's so annoying to me. And when like faucet strip, I have to I have to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Would you say well, never mind. I was gonna say, would you say compulsions can also be pet peeves or are those two different things? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I know people who would <laughs> be like too much. triggered by me saying compulsion about this stuff because they would say I'm like minimizing obsessive compulsive disorder, but I just mean like I do think everybody has some extent of those behaviors yeah for sure and it might not necessarily be as extensive wherein you're like having a full-blown panic attack if you don't do them but i think everyone feels those things to some small degree mm-hmm. you know if that's you and you're feeling offended right now i need you to stop i need you to email me at conversation at gmail.com i need you to <laughs> sit tell me down. that you hate it <laughs> i need you to sit down if you're in your car sitting down to put it in park i don't care how fast you're going put it in park stop I need you to pull out your laptop, find the nearest Wi-Fi, and email her at conversationtherapycast.com. <laughs> and then I need you to hit no, your... Me, her. <laughs> I need you to flick your right leg one time and not your left leg. And then keep on going with your life and forget about it until later on the day you fall over because you're so imbalanced. Mm-hmm. Turn uh, your radio up to a 13 yeah. and yeah. leave it. <laughs> Why don't you turn your radio blasted up to number eight? even number it is fine yeah i just wanted them to have a good time oh <laughs> <Mm-hmm. Aww. Idiot. laughs> <How> nice <laughs> <laughs> oh it's katrina your other other hosting questions you said you had so many i didn't i never made these claims <laughs> you literally i takes a michael two things all i meant was i'm having uh. a lot of thoughts i didn't mean <laughs> anyway Tell us wait how long is your shift at work seven hours and you had two thoughts <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> for me so many thoughts most of the time i'm busy like wrist deep in somebody's butt crack but tonight i was having a <laughs> lot of thoughts that is gonna be <laughs> on the soundboard <laughs> thank you much talking to these here wrist deep in somebody's butt crack 
Anytime I talk about work, insert that. That's my favorite Will Ferrell movie. I said, um, if you could make an ideal like festival, music festival lineup, Ooh. like just for you, who would you have in it? And it can be <laughs> excluding the boundaries of like time kind of like sometimes i'll get into Ooh. a band and there's an album that i love but it's from like six years ago so i know i can never hear them tour it and it makes me really sad Ooh. but like you could pick what Ooh. album no matter the time and make your ideal lineup your coachella lineup if coachella weren't canceled for coronavirus Ooh. so good thank you i'm already like compiling people in my brain well you go, go first because okay. i'm not i don't okay. have any john bell for sure he would be like the biggest like which he album? Gets the longest set, all of them. That's why I, I, <laughs> Human Condition and really Glory Sound just Prep him. for sure. <laughs> um, uh, and then probably Michael Bublé. Ooh. Um, I don't. I wouldn't care which album. Christmas music. It'd be nice to throw in one or two of those. <laughs> um, and then. I was thinking Panic at the Disco, hmm. but they're not their most recent one. The one before that, because I don't really like their most recent one. It has like the High Hope song. Oh, Death no. of a Bachelor. I think that's what it's called. I like that one. You do like that album? Yeah, that album I think is where they got big. Um, that's all I can think of right now. Fuzz? Dude, Ooh. I don't know, man. Lizzo would be dope too. Mm. That sounds stop. Ooh. What are your thoughts on Harry Styles' music? His solo stuff. To whom are you speaking? Both. Never I listened like to it. I think you would like it, Michael. Would I? It's not what you'd expect. Yeah. You'd have to give it, like, it's still one is or pop, two. but it's not like. Harry Styles should be a barber for sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Right. At least have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. Or any type of like, like that one stylist. guy who has a YouTube channel who isn't actually a barber, but he cuts people's hair. Jeff. Jeff, yeah. yeah. Oh. Should be like <laughs> that. funny. Imagine just going to Harry Styles, Harry Styles shop. That's so good. Right? Harry Styles, Harry Styles. Yeah. And he only shaves heads. Nothing else. That's his only. Yeah. No, it's not even a Harry Styles. That's a non know, Harry Styles. Exactly. It's all a pun. Harry Styles, bald styles. <laughs> anti Harry Styles. <laughs> Harry Styles, anti Harry Styles. Um, I have been uh, listening to a lot of Hobo Johnson Ooh. lately, so he would be in there. I don't know. I feel like it's what just album? snapshots of my life, all everything he's ever done. <laughs> There's not that much, but there's enough to where I'm sad all the time, but also happy. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's so hard for me to think of because I feel like I outgrow certain things. Right. And mm -hmm. so it's like I'm not listening to Family Force 5 every weekend <laughs> anymore. You know, like I'm just I'm not rocking out to Skillet and that kind of stuff. Like I feel You're like triggering my, Alexis. <laughs> I need a hero. <laughs> my musical tastes have changed. And yeah. so it's like what I listened to before I don't listen to now. Mm -hmm. And so it could also be a compilation of stuff though like bands throughout your life that would be significant. Yeah. So those those would be in there. I mean Kanye, I listen to Ooh. A lot of his new I literally stuff. just listened mm -hmm. to a podcast that you said where you said you don't like Kanye and you didn't like his new album. 
I don't like his newest Christian album, but I liked his albums before this. <laughs> My opinion changes <laughs> once a day, give or take. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of who else I like. At one point, there was Trombone Shorty. Oh, yes. I listened to so much. <laughs> yeah, he just played like jazz trombone and trumpet. Trombone Shorty slaps. Yeah, I listened to some of it again, and I was like, mm, don't like it anymore. I like it, but I don't. It's kind of corny. I, I li- yeah, it reminds me of like early Lecrae. Where it's, right. it's too on the nose of yeah. what it is, and I didn't like it. And I, for some reason, I forget every other band I've ever liked. And I can't. I don't know. Nothing comes to mind. Those are pretty good, I think. Mm-hmm. You. Yeah. Who else did you like? I don't even know. Um, Stellar Cart. Or was that just me and Becca? No, it was you guys. You guys like Jump 5 or whatever? That was Becca. That was Becca. We, I feel like we liked a lot of Christian rappers. At least I did. Like Andy Minio. Yeah. McRae. I don't remember the other ones. Triply. Tadashi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listen to all those guys. I don't know. I feel... Well, Tiny Meat Gang would probably be there. Because they're... I feel like... We a, love Tiny Meat dude, Gang. Dude, Tiny Meat Gang concert would slap. Their new song. Which one? Broke B. Yeah, they're all, oh they're all so word. good. The quality was insane. Like, the production yeah. quality in the music video, I was taken aback. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would want like some of the classic composers there. Yeah. You know, like let's let's stop and if everybody, yeah. if I could have a, a an arena full of people freaking out to like Beethoven's concerto, Ooh. can you imagine <laughs> just going nuts? Yeah. That would be sick. Especially if you could get like temporal context and it's like the first of its kind. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to be down in the pits with everyone who's like got a <laughs> got a tomato ready to throw, oh and they hear this, and then their minds are changed, and Mosh they're like, "In the pit, I've got to overthrow the tyr- tyrannical, you know, capitalists." What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? I Sorry, I just I was just reminded nice. of today. Oof. What about you, Drew? Yeah. What about you, host? I'm having a sound bite. Um. My first person that I thought of was this artist, Woodkid, who he's this phenomenal musician and composer. And even when I like watch YouTube videos of his performances on YouTube, like they give me chills and they like make me a little sweaty. Like he writes all of. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He writes all of his own music and his songs. And they're just and like really like meaningful and intense. And they have these like huge orchestral builds and really beautiful parts to them but i discovered him after he was like big and he's also big he's from europe like he's never come to the united states can now sucker (gasps) thank you trump just posted a thing on youtube like within the past six months where he said like surprise i've been secretly working on an album for the past five years he hasn't really said for five years said anything he said i've been secretly working on an album and like i'm gonna release it soon like thank you for being patient or something and then some like new graphic because his shows are like that too like he has like this these super cool arenas and setups and like lighting and like children's choirs and stuff and i I just think Mm. i i would love to have seen his previous album our john bellion concert i've been to a decent amount of concerts concerts and that's the best one i've ever been to and the crowd was really good too. oh yeah everyone was hype 
He said, y'all the best <laughs> effing crowd I ever had. <laughs> Alexis, <laughs> yeah. Alexis and I were listening to his music in the car on the way here. And she stopped it. And I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, let's listen to some live Daddy no. John <laughs> And I literally was like tearing up. Dad John Bellion. Alexis is protesting that she did not call him Whatever. Daddy. <laughs> Not like you haven't, anyway. Alexis, you're supposed to be asleep, so aren't you just shut your mouth? Right. All I can hear you say is, "Oh, well, here it goes. It's loading." Hallelujah. There we go. When I see John Bell do his little wiggle backwards, oh. I say, "Hallelujah!" <laughs> we love Hallelujah. to see it. <laughs> wow, that was like the same. Very, anyway, very similar. Yeah, so we listened to his like freestyle portion of the concert oh my word and i There's was tearing up the whole time there? he did like a call and response with his musicians which uh, is honestly more of a flex for his musicians than his yeah friend. but he would do like something with his mouth like he would like scat and do some beatboxing and then his like <laughs> just made it into a shape he's like <laughs> he just made shapes with his mouth and his musician for like okay um and then his like like he would make orally make some bass line and then his bass player would play it and then keep looping it and then he would like beatbox something for the drums and add everything together and he made a song and then he would have different parts of the crowd say it like give us stuff to say that we're like yelling and he like made it a song. It was so good. It was oh cool. My God. That seems pretty sick. Yeah he's really he's really cool. He said he tries to make every concert that he has sound different. Yeah that's awesome. Yeah. And I feel like if you didn't uh, you just want to kill yourself. Who would? If I were John Bellion and oh. I did 50 of the same concerts in a tour. Yeah, right. Especially the same someone sound who, like, every time. respects music. Yeah. yeah. And considering, like, they people probably just want to hear his most popular songs, you know? Or, <laughs> you know? And that's, like, but that's, if that's, if you make it big, you're, I don't know, you're kind of expected to play those songs. And if you go and you don't play those songs, there's going to be people who walk away like, Dang There's going to be people yeah. who came there because they only know your two songs that got radio time. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. not Yeah, no, not an insult. Good for him. That's okay. I just hate you a little bit. <laughs> that's okay. Um, What other things were you thinking on your shift? Those are pretty much the only thoughts that I had, I think. Summer's definitely asleep right now. The only cohesive ones. Summer's asleep. Um, Alexis thank is you so it. much for listening. Summer, get up and go in your bed. Thank you for listening to Conversation Therapy. That was it. Uh, We just have three more hours of this track to listen to. (laughs) Hallelujah. Um, Wait, did you have any thoughts? How deep do we want to go? Because I've got a lot of thoughts. I'm down. It's 1253. I'm down. Um, I'm a little tingly. Tingly? (laughs) From that shot shot of water? Mm Mm-hmm. Water, water. Well, All right, uh, so lightweight. Are you guys ready for it? Uh huh. Um, war is the absence of conflict. So, huh? If you have conflict, you don't have war. War is when you can no longer have a conversation with somebody. You get to the end of your rope, and then you start punching each other. So, like as far as ideas go and ideological differences, me having a battle with somebody else is saying we can no longer have healthy conflict in that at this point we are at war. So how do you define conflict? So uh ideological conflict, let's say. Okay. War is the absence of ideological conflict. War is the 
escalation the product of unsuccessful ideological conflict in it is the absence thereof because at a certain point if i am if i am fighting you i am it's no not longer the absence thereof because it can't exist without conflict if you didn't disagree about something why would you go to war if i'm disagreeing with you to the point to where i'm trying to kill you then there is no longer any conflict there is just war Let's stop arguing over semantics and just take it as what it is. Was that just the thought that you had? And no, you just wanted to say it. War. That's it's a it's a philosophical idea that oh. I heard from somebody else. War is the absence of conflict. Contradiction reduced to opposition leads to nowhere. That I mean, yeah. That being said, my question from that is, where do you think in our society or in your life or in general, where do you think there's war happening right now, where there needs to be conflict? Ooh. Ooh. Getting deep. So where do you think there is the absence of healthy ideological conversations where there needs to be conversations right now? And instead, there's just war. There's just two opposing ideas. Whether or not we're actually killing each other, we're not actually having any healthy conversation. Uh, between the political parties. Party polarization right. is so stupid. There's no healthy discourse anymore. It's just like give money to me instead of them. I don't mm. think it's productive. What specific issues do you think? Climate change is a big one. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like a. I don't know. I feel like that's between parties, and I think also like just a world thing. I'm just saying, in general, you can look at charts of like voting for the last, let's say, 30 years, and it starts out. With like red and blue resenting the parties, it starts out with them like there's a lot of crossing over. It's pretty mixed and like there's like a lot of gray area. And then throughout the years, it just gets more and more divided. And the circles of the parties gets like smaller and darker because the beliefs are so much more concentrated. And there's no more crossing over. There's no more like healthy conversation between the two where you think, yeah, I might not necessarily agree with everything, but I agree with this point. So I'm willing to side with them on that. That doesn't exist anymore it's no more like let's talk about this and reach a conclusion it's i'm right here's why i'm i'm right and you are wrong i feel like social media has contributed a lot to that because instead of you having to come to conclusions but on your own now you can just look at a post that somebody made and you're like oh that's what i believe now i don't actually have to think of anything myself and also on social media you don't consider the fact that it's other people that are being affected by what you believe. Like I heard somebody say, I used to be a libertarian until I realized that uh, people had feelings. And that is, I don't know. I kind of felt that on a deep level because on, on you on, yeah, I feel like I have all, I have have libertarian tendencies. (laughs) I have espoused these beliefs that really are not helpful to people who exist. They're more helpful in external ideological things. Is that summer? No, she's good. She'd be grunting. Yeah. No, let her let her sleep. She's fine. You can't really hear it on the recording, so with my headphones on, I couldn't I hear it at all. Summer, we're grunting in the background. <laughs> I'm gonna get a fourth mic just so Summer can grunt into it while she's asleep. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Where there's war and not conflict. Yeah, because I think that's like the low-hanging fruit is like political parties, right? Like we are the most... rude. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's just, the really easy one that even I'm a just, child obviously. could think. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> so I'm. I don't know. I I haven't really been thinking about it too much, but that popped up the other day, and I was just thinking about it. I think like, there's some. You no, know, you talk. Sorry. No, I didn't have anything. Go. You were about to say something. You had something. I was just gonna tell Alexis that if she wanted to chime in at any point, she's welcome. Yeah, you can use my mic. I don't know the answers to these questions. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I'm glad that you. Uh, That's all I have for right now. Mm. Welcome back to opinion therapy. I think or there's some I say more instead Facebook? of conflict in my <laughs> mind. In your own mind, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I was gonna say that. I think between like some alt like. There are some people that I, not like specific people, but there are ideas of people that I want to be and like certain aspects of my character that I like or do not like. And instead of thinking like, let's think of logical small steps that we can do to reach a conclusion or like a happy medium of who we want to be. I'm just, I just am uncomfortable and unhappy because I'm like sitting in the middle of those two things. Give me an example. I'm confused. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like there's aspects of like a person that you want to be, but you're not taking the steps to get to like yeah, make so those changes. Yeah, so instead it's just like, well, I hate myself because yeah. I'm not that. Like it's not productive. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. They say that the best predictor of happiness is whether your short-term actions are in line with your long-term goals. So is that what you're saying? That you, no. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm okay. lost. I have an issue with pride, and I have my whole life, and it affects like almost every, like it affects everything. It affects the way that I think, the way that I interact with people. It affects my relationships, and I don't want to be that person. And I don't like that about myself, and I want to be someone who is gentle and humble, and someone who lets other people speak first, and who is quick to listen. But instead of being like, okay, let's make a small step to get there. Like, let's have healthy conflict between those two ideas of myself. It's like, I hate the way that we are. We're stuck here. <laughs> okay, I kind of get it. Any, can you help? No, I get it. You just took it to a place where I wasn't thinking. I wasn't imagining, like, ideological conflict within myself. I was more thinking of like between other people or between myself and other people. But I see where I see. Most of my conflict is in my head. I was going to say that that's like such a good example of like the female mind versus the male mind. I feel like like how we Uh were thinking internally and And you were like thinking concrete examples. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you like trying to send a letter, you got to wait for the male mind. Thank you so much for coming. (laughs) And uh, this has been... (laughs) Um, is the post office still going uh yeah we got mail today or we got mail whenever rain or shine yeah i guess they're not really interacting with people i don't see why they're just touching people's mailboxes which touching their really touch viral mailboxes (laughs) (laughs) crawling (laughs) 
Michael, what do you think? I don't know. I was looking for other prompts, but I, where, where, I, I don't know. I guess it's easier to just point out where people are at war with each other. Cause I think that one of them that I see all the time is like racism mm-hmm. where like, I think racist people are just people that have not legitimately had, um, had, uh, any sort of a relationship with a person towards whom they're racist other than a negative one. Like there's a gentleman with whom I work <laughs> who is an older gentleman, um, who at a certain point was in the Vietnam war. And so his view toward um, minorities, Oof. Asian people, and Middle Eastern people specifically, is very racist. Yeah. And he, like, I had a, like a 30 minute conversation with him the other day and kind of slowly and gently tried to prod against these beliefs and kind of try to dismantle some of them. But when I was actually, like, whenever I would confront him with like a legitimate point, like a counterpoint to what he was saying, like, he would just be like, yeah, whatever, and move on to the next thing. And then after 30 minutes of doing this, he was like, let's talk productive. about something else. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, at that point, maybe the best solution is just having that person actually have to make a relationship with a person like that. But ma- they never will because they are going to always have that preconceived notion of right. them. So. My coworker, she's from Serbia. And she was talking about everybody has their opinion on the virus that they want to offer. And she came in and was talking about it. And she was like, China knew about this in December and they didn't tell us. And I was like, oh, they did. But I didn't say, and she was like going on and on about about how their government kept it hush. And even when people were dying from it, they wouldn't tell us. And now people in America have it and we're all dying from it. And that's so dirty. And I'm not reacting at all. I was like, oh, and she was like waiting for it. And she kept on adding us with like, that's crap like they're just like saying all to me and i was like okay like you're that's not true and it's racist like it's very clearly propaganda but me saying that is not gonna change her mind so how do you change that person's mind can you change their mind go on facebook and change Alexis? their settings so they don't see only fox news Ooh. i don't have a way to change their mind but i just think it's crazy that people think of it in terms of like people in china versus people in the u.s like people are dying either way it doesn't like either matter. way it yeah. should be like upsetting but not just because it's like right in country right that's good that just makes me angry but yeah it all. should be the the 99 versus the one percent honestly <laughs> hot socialist take <laughs> <laughs> it should be because the people who are dying are the 99%. The people who have no money, who can't actually afford this stuff, who like can't go out and buy things, who can't get tested, who don't have insurance, all this stuff. Like right. Those are the people who are dying. It's not the people who have all the money who are controlling all of the resources. I just saw a YouTube video today of a YouTuber flying out to Paris, France, and doing a shoot for Vogue and louis vuitton and like going to these big events and seeing a fashion show and stuff and half of the comments were like i live the next country over and i haven't been able to leave my house to get groceries and there are people who are stuck in their house with their dead sisters or spouses because they can't come to get them and you're flying out here to stay in a hotel and order room service and do a louis vuitton show like hello (laughs) right and also like do you guys have a chamberlain (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I you guys probably don't know who. Do you know who Zion Williamson is? Mm-mm. 
He's the cool number name, the number one draft pick from the this last NBA draft. Oh, I've and I've, he plays for the uh, Pelicans, and he is super good. He's nineteen, and mm-hmm. he is more rich than I will ever imagine being I'm for the word. rest of forever. Incredibly talented, very athletic. He's the gifted. number one pick. At he was 19? the number one draft pick. Yeah. Shoot, dog. Yeah, played one year of college. Was better than everybody else there. He's insane. He had like a forty-five inch vertical, and he's like six foot eight or something. My word. So like, literally, can touch like thirteen, like almost the top of the backboard. He's nuts. Oh my like, word. He's physically gifted, like a generational talent. Yeah. Um. Anyways, he is like super nice guy. Um, very well adjusted and he is paying the, um, salaries cause they canceled the rest of the NBA season. Yeah. And so he's paying the salaries of the workers who would work in the arena, mm. which is awesome. But the owner of the Pelicans makes $3 billion a year <laughs> and should be doing that. And he should be the one paying the workers, not one of the people who's 19 years old on his team. Even if he's making the NBA salary cap, right. whatever that is, even if he's making, you know, $50 million a year and has, I'm sure he has sponsorships out the butt, but right. like that should be the person who is making $3 billion a year, not his star player. I yeah. saw a thing that Steph and Alicia, oh, what's her name? Steph Curry's I, wife. I, I don't like him, so I don't really follow him I saw all. a thing that he and his wife were um, paying for lunches of a lot of the school districts that weren't in school for the kids who couldn't afford it. Like they were getting the lunches that's awesome like that, yeah i don't like him as a basketball player him as a person seems fine uh, is it alicia to clarify Aisha, i didn't want to say steph curry and his wife because then you're like every male reporter of all time who do the always woman is it aisha i think it's aisha yeah. i don't know steph and aisha i think that sounds i sure. have the internet right here but steph and his wife who's curry. also a person even though we don't know her name mr and mrs steph, steph and his curry. wife who makes significantly less three-point baskets <laughs> <laughs> still has a bomb career apparently does she? She's I have no idea. Cooking. She's got her own cookbooks and everything. You just described the thing that women are like known. Women to are sexist, allowed to cook and still be valuable. A sexist thing. <laughs> she's got a bomb career. You know, she's got kids. She's a chef. She does Bob. laundry. <laughs> I saw a post one time where this girl won an Olympic gold medal and the um newspaper article that was written was wife of bears linebacker wins olympic gold oh, medal yikes like they didn't even say her name and that's just i just feel like that's so common where do you guys feel like you've experienced sexism in your lives i'm legitimately interested to hear okay no examples turns out it's a lie shout I, out to all my dudes out there who know that sexism is fake it's not real i was just genuinely kidding thinking yeah i'm sure I've you guys have uh yeah maybe if it w- <laughs> not me in your dreams is not real in my dreams too not like <laughs> me as an individual like no one has come up to me and said something specifically but i've been like with a group of women and like, been, been like yeah yeah like i feel like like i've seen it done to other people i saw it done to alexis when we were working at mally's oh yeah and what's the name? Let's dox him. An old man. But he Boo, like, old yeah. man. I hate old men. <laughs> I'll never yeah. become an old man. I tried to stop I'll that make once. Sure, you won't. But he said something like Take Alexis. A Take a chat. <laughs> I think you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. But 
Yeah, nuts and chewies, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Basically, it was Christmas time, and he nuts and chewies, man. Alexis had like just started working. I was gonna make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis had just started working and it was her first Christmas season and so obviously she doesn't know all of the product that we have for Christmas because there's so much. And so and so he comes small in, brain can't comprehend comes in we have no that. product called nuts and chewies let me just clarify i had been working there for three and a half years never heard it in my life if there was a product it would be a huge mistake right <laughs> called nuts and chewies yeah ew and so he comes in and alexis is helping him i'm trying to help all the other customers in the store and he's just becoming a problem and so alexis is like help me and so i come i go over and i could tell he was being really rude to her and so he's like, I'm looking for something called nuts and chewies. Comes, there's like 25 boxes in this big box, blah, 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 blah. And like, I knew what he was talking about, but it wasn't like, that wasn't the name of the product. So I showed him and it was exactly what Alexis was showing him. And so he's like, that young lady over there, she didn't know anything of what she was talking about. She like, is she new? Or she, I don't know. It was just annoying. Is she and new like, or is she just a woman? Right. And so I was like, well. I've been working here for three and a half years and I've never heard of nuts and chewies and pop off. <laughs> and I was like, I was confused when you That's were telling what his me. Grandkids call him. And so <laughs> pop off. Did you get us the nuts and chewies? <laughs> yeah. But the lady there but wouldn't yeah. help me. She knows that English isn't my first language. So I just went <laughs> off on him very politely. <laughs> politely going off on people is like the definition the most of thing. working in retail. Yeah. You realize you're not holding a mic. But yeah. <sighs> what retail stories do you guys have of like retail horror stories? Oh my gosh, so many. We've all worked in retail long enough to have a few. There you was. <laughs> There's an extra mic here. Why yeah. don't you take that, Alexis? There's this one lady that came in during Valentine's Day. Alexis and I were both working. And this lady had been in our store before. I had seen her. Never been a problem. So she comes in. It's Valentine's Day. Had, was it the day... It wasn't Valentine's Day weekend or anything like that. It was like a week or two leading up to it. So we have like all these Valentine's heart-shaped boxes with different things in them. And and so I knew she was a regular. She comes in. There's other people in the store. And so um, I was helping a bunch of other people. And Alexis was working one, re one register. I was working the other. And so I had my back facing half of the store. And so I finished with all my customers that were in my line. No one came up to my register. So I was looking through the drawer because I needed to get changed. And so I hear like this <clears throat> and a slam. And I turned around and this lady's like, can I get rung out, please? And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, sure. Obviously, why wouldn't you come to my line if you saw that I was here? Anyway, so I went over to her side and... I was like, is that, like, did you find everything okay? And she's like, no. No, I didn't. For the freaking nuts and chewies. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, like, can I help you find anything? And she's like, I'm looking for a heart-shaped box. Oh, uh, like the heart-shaped centers, lady. And we don't <laughs> sell that because it's just no one wants that. No one wants cream-filled chocolates that old people usually buy in a heart-shaped box. And so mm. I was like, oh, old we've never. Old people don't have love. You found it here first true facts we've never like we've never had that product before i apologize like we have truffles she's like no my son wants heart-shaped box with 
with soft centers in them. He can't have a hard shell on it because it's some. Blah, blah, blah. So she got him a candy bar. He's, he's 35 years old, but he still has baby right. teeth. And I it's was a like, strange thing called dumb mouth. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm sorry. We've never had that in our store before. She's <laughs> like, will you please tell your manager I'm very disappointed in you? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you I'll be sure to tell her that. <laughs> yeah. And so I ring her out and I le- and she leaves. And like when I get really upset, I start shaking profuse. Like so bad. Like my hands are shaking. I couldn't even like close the drawer. I was shaking so bad. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the back and Alexis is back there. I was like, what the frick is she doing back there? Why didn't she help me? Weeping. And <laughs> so I go to the bathroom and I'm like scrubbing the bathroom because I'm so mad. I needed to get out of my system. Because your hands were shaking. You were and just trying so to flush the toilet. No, I was scrubbing the toilet. <laughs> and so... Yeah, women clean when they're angry. I think we're all the men out there. Dude, when Summer and I have an argument, this house is spotless. Yeah. So you know we're doing well because it looks like garbage right now. (laughs) But anyway, so Alexis comes back while I'm scrubbing the toilets. And she's like, there's a customer out front. Can you go get them? And I look at her and I was about to go off. And I saw that she had tears in her eyes. And I was like, (laughs) are you okay? She's like, yeah, there's this one lady. And I was like, was it the lady with red hair? And she's like, yes. I was like, she pissed me off too. And I have tears in my eyes. So we're both (laughs) wrecks. And so I go up there and I was, I mean, you could tell that I was upset. I just like apologized to the people and told them that we just had a really mean customer. They're like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. There is good in the world. There is some good in the world. Um, but yeah, I got tons of stories. After that interaction where that lady was so mean to them, I'm going to tie everything back to sexism because I want to talk about this. After that interaction, Ashley was talking to me and she's trying to rationalize. She's like, I tried to tell myself that maybe her son has autism and he wants that specific type of thing. or maybe, And she was like making all these excuses. And I feel like because women are taught so much to minimize their own emotions so that they can still continue being productive a lot of us do that to ourselves like if i'm feeling an emotion that's really strong instead of feeling confident enough to express that and to just like feel that fully i have to come up with the reason why it's justified and one why it's unjustified because i know someone will be like are you on your period yeah like you have to Ooh, that's have the you gotten worst. that before oh yes 100%. Ooh. So many times. It's the worst. I've never gotten that. <laughs> I. Yeah. That's probably the most annoying thing you could say to a woman. Like, that's the worst. You are uh, asking for death done, if you say it that. It can be done well because yes. it does like it does impact your mood. And I think that for someone who is close enough to me, like, that's fair. Like, Cooper will legitimately. I'm normally pretty rational. And there will be times where I'm being irrational. And he's like. I don't mean this offensive at all. Like I just want, yeah. like. But you're a dumb woman, and I are hate you, you about to start your period or something? And I'll be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> so it can be done well, but for someone to just assume like your emotions are invalid because you are a woman is and you menstruate, yeah. But what I want Yikes. the oh, go ahead, Alexis. I just have. Do you call it hot takes or unpopular opinions? Go ahead. They're about the same. Either one. I don't think that that is... Okay, this is going to come out so wrong. But I don't think that that's a problem. Like, that... Okay, wait, this is going to sound okay. No, I just don't think that, like, feminism and all this stuff, like... Yes, it is important in some sense, like, the equal pay and all that stuff. But, like... 
I have a hard time wrapping my head around like people in other countries not having any rights at all or like even just like more important things like slavery in our own country like and I'm like I don't know I feel like there's such a huge movement on feminism and all this stuff and like I get that and I like I feel it too like I want justice too but I feel like there's so many more things that we could be pouring this Mm. energy into rather than like yes we don't get paid as much and that is wrong but is it more important than people like other people get paid one dollar a day right or even being allowed to leave their house without their husband like there's people out there that i'm not i don't know where but i just think there's at least in america i can do things about me not making the same amount to a man's dollar i can do things about me having to pay tax on products that i need to function that a man does not need i can do things about that but there's not a lot of concrete actions that i can take for somebody in the middle east who can't leave their house without their husband but even like yeah i get that but like even like human (laughs) human (laughs) trafficking and stuff like that like putting your energy into stuff like that and i get that it's all like nothing's ever gonna be perfect and we're not gonna be able to stop everything or make everyone equal all this stuff but i don't know it's just annoying to me sometimes because i'm like we're so caught up in just like i don't know i feel like we turn a blind eye to these actual like tragedies that are because they're outside of america a lot of the times or happening to people who aren't rich enough to speak up for themselves yeah yeah I feel that. That's all. Real feminism should encompass all of that. Yeah. Real feminism should care about women who can't leave their house without their husbands too, or women who are getting paid $1 a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feminism is equality for everyone. It's not just upper middle class women in America. White, white women. women. Yeah. What? I just said white women. Yeah. You said it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because... I don't know. I think that there are crappy men out there and there are crappy women out there and there's just like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we take it too far and we like are actually confronting something that doesn't exist. Like with a lot of these things where we're like, I don't know. I feel like it's a lot easier in my mind for me to like look at what's happening in the Middle East and find a very specific person to fight against. But that's why I think that it like it's important to be able to recognize the ways that people are sexist in the US now, mm. which are not in overt ways because those they aren't accepted be. anymore. Usually not. Like in the corporate environment, it's typically not. And so you have to figure out like in the, in the same way that like being racist is like being racist in a way that affects people's livelihood is like illegal but it doesn't mean that people aren't racist every day and so I don't know I don't know what I'm saying to be honest I had something and I started and I lost it halfway through and I kept talking like a good man does and we're all gonna listen because you're a man as you should I think that it should be legal if a guy ever says to a woman, are you on your period? You should be allowed to punch him in the balls and say, uh, are you on your period? Hot take. 
<laughs> yeah, I just think even like racism is, should be more important. I, I don't know. That's my own opinion. Should be more important than than sex. Than sex. I just okay. think like it. I think if you are the reported one in four of all women who has experienced sexual assault or rape reported there's then no way that's true believed. yes it 100 one in four is. women has yes. been sexually assaulted 100%. there's no way i've seen the studies and the studies include like a person who felt like an unwanted sexual advance from somebody like if i hit on you that's not sexual assault like one that's in four women harassment that's not harassment no, if I ask you out and that then you don't go out with me. Listen to me. Okay. I, I, would, I would like to be educated. My first kiss was not voluntary. There was someone like on the school bus with me who was stronger than me. <laughs> I don't know why I'm crying about this. And I couldn't stop it. That's and so f***ed up. <laughs> I didn't know that. Like, what do you do about that? <laughs> like, no one is going to care what I have to say. So after, like, I don't know, let me have a sentence. After three years, I'm writing, like, college application essays or something, and I wrote one of them about that, and I gave it to Jody One's librarian to edit it, and one of her comments, the first one that she wrote was, I do not know a single woman who has not had an experience like this. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. I'm angry. Yeah. I mean, not only, especially as your brother, but also just in general. That's... I don't know. I guess I've never done it, and so I assume how can a person be so bad? How can a person be so horrible to another human as to do something like that to them? I don't even know if I'm going to edit out that swear, to be honest. Cause that, that makes me legitimate. Like, I am angry in a way I it's haven't like, been in quite some time. It really. How like, old were you at the time? I was in eighth grade. How old were they? Um, I think he was a junior. Wow. Hmm. Do I know this person? <laughs> it, Am I about to go on a rampage? <laughs> no. It's one in the morning, and if you tell me a name, I'll be at their house in two minutes. I just I don't think, care where they live. I think, yeah, you can be like, oh, that statistic is ridiculous. But I really don't think it is. I think it's probably higher than that. Yeah. And that's like, you're, all of us are saying, yeah, it's probably higher than that. You're like, oh, men aren't like that, but... A lot of them are, especially if they're in a situation where they feel like they have power and they won't face repercussions, which is a lot of places in our society. They're not going to face the repercussions that someone else would. <laughs> like if someone, even if, say, like I am sexually assaulted in a workplace environment and I do report it, then, okay, then they 
get fired or whatever, then none of the other men in the office are going to talk to me. I'm not going to be like yeah. invited to do certain things. Eventually, I'm going to like be passed up for the next promotion because I'm not a part of my workplace environment. Like even if you're taking steps against sexism, there's still like you're still going to face negative consequences yeah, you both for face it. Consequences. Yeah. I I I don't even know what the right way to say this is, but like I feel like my mind has been changed just by that alone. Should be. And that's like, I know that you don't speak for all women, but in some sense you do. Like, not to put that pressure on you that you speak right. for all women, but like, I don't know. I feel like I just, have either of you experienced things like that? and Or are you even comfortable talking about things like that? Because I feel like this is, I don't want people, I don't want you to feel you know, I don't even know if that's a fair question to ask, to be honest. So I don't, I feel like I should maybe retract that question unless. I yeah. just, whenever I, I've never told a woman that story and not had her say either. Oh yeah, this happened to me or this happened to my friend. Yeah. Like people that I talked to are like, oh yeah, I was, I was raped. I had somebody do some, like I had somebody do something that like that to me that made me super uncomfortable and there was nothing I could do about it and nobody took me seriously or it's like oh yeah that happened to my best friend like there's no woman who hasn't been touched by it yeah I, I mean, I'm really trying to think I know like I always thought like I've never been like attractive enough for someone to ever try anything on me Oof. and like they've never like I've never had someone like come up to me and do something like that to me or any like type of way but like i know like the soccer team would come and watch us play volleyball games and like the football team would come the next game and watch us and like of course they would sit on the end that like we were they would sit on the same side of us so they could see all of our butts and like all these different things and like i'm really trying to think i know in like middle school there was this guy that i liked and he was in like my friend group and so he like played this game and he said it was like a joke like something just to make you like like fun not funny but like i don't know anyway so he would like put his hand on your knee and then slowly move it up and so me i i had a crush on this guy and so like i mean i didn't welcome it but like what are you gonna say i didn't want him to not like me you know and if this is no one else is making a big deal out of it so you feel invalidated to say like right yeah and like he didn't touch me like anywhere but like i let him go high enough that he might have you know yeah. i didn't know what he was gonna do and so but i don't know how old are you at the time i was probably in like like six or seventh grade don't worry guys happening. at that age have no idea where the vagina actually is <laughs> it's <laughs> it's way I further mean, back this guy you have <laughs> no idea it's so far back I'm still so still. mad he knows that i'm yeah. so mad i haven't have you told anyone else in our family that story I don't know. Becca Have you shared that story know. on like with a lot of other people or no? At one point, should I edit that out of the podcast? No. Okay. No. I'm glad that I can't. That I'm not going to because I think it's important for people to hear that because I think that I don't know. I for so long I've like heard from people that statistic. I mean, that's so ridiculous. Like that seems so outlandish to me because I'm I am your own sister. And I you know. Did not I know. have no idea, and I, it's just insane for me to hear that because I. 
the thought of doing that to someone, like, I can't imagine doing that to another person. I can't imagine. That's so, that's horrible in a way that I can't fathom doing that to somebody else. Like, that, I don't, I don't, I don't have words for it because that is just, I don't know. It's fucked up. Like, that's, that, to do something to somebody else that they do not consent to in any sort of sexual way is... Even if it's, like, yeah. physical, like, in your case, it was physical, like, violation. But, like, I've never been, like, physically violated like that. But, like, verbally, like, boys would yell stuff during volleyball games. And, like, that's so vulgar. you wouldn't be able to know who it was because it's someone hiding behind his friend. And then everyone's laughing and saying something and you can't catch who it was. Right. But, you know, like, the kids in your grade who were there, who it could have been. And, like... Just all these different things. So I think that in itself is a form of, of, like, it's verbal assault. and Harassment. Yeah, it's harassment. And, like, I don't know. So even though I've never been, like, verbally assaulted, or not physically physically assaulted, I've been verbally harassed. Yeah, I have never experienced anything physically, but, like, what you were saying with playing volleyball and just, like, the outfits associated with that and then walking through the hallways like i would definitely hear comments about like my backside and stuff like even like people's breath or like in guy friend groups as i'm walking past but even like comparison like i don't know i just feel like verbal like when it comes verbally it's like i'm trying to like put it into words it's like the thought of like what could have been just by what they've said. Right. That's that's what you scares already know me. they don't value you as right. a human being. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's on period. <laughs> I don't know. I guess what I'm thinking now is like I would hope that people would feel like i don't know you never told me that and i don't know where i was at the time like how old was i at the time i don't know you're five years older than me you were in eighth grade you were probably in senior year of high school this is a person grade below me so i do i'm gonna figure this out by the end of the night and they're gonna have a knuckle sandwich for breakfast that doesn't i know it doesn't solve anything and i know that i'm not gonna actually do that it just pisses me off yeah that's I don't know. I guess what I'm thinking is I would hope that at that age in eighth grade you don't really you can't really process through that like mm-hmm. no and you're my, a child you're thirteen fourteen right my process was I know for a fact that he has done stuff like this to other girls mm. I know that he like talks to a bunch of girls and messes around and none of them seem to have a problem with it so I must just be like being dramatic i must be like i'm just sheltered like i haven't kissed anybody yet i must be just like Mm. having an issue with this and it's not like i'm processing through it invalidating my own emotions convincing myself nothing happened like i know there was another girl on that same school bus that he did like something similar to and i knew about that and i was like oh well we must like we must just be somehow it's your fault yes always yeah yeah 
There, I don't know, man. Like, there needs to be. I don't know, because like as much as I want to say there needs to be education surrounding this issue, like there already is. And as much as you can do good education, like kids are still not going to listen or they're going to be idiots. Or like, like you're not going to be willing to actually do with the education. So like, you know how many times somebody says if you're getting bullied, tell a teacher, and then the person who's being bullied doesn't tell a teacher? Right. You know, that just happens. That's just life. Um, I don't know, man. I'm I am stunned and I don't really know what to say to that. That's fine. I just wanted mm-hmm. to say like No, I think it was incredibly important. That's that okay, I do know what to say. That's an incredibly important thing to say and to have as a thing that's recorded that can be said for other women to hear. Right. Like if you <laughs> there's like <laughs> there's like two people that listen to this. And I'm one of them. Yeah. But- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like talking like I have thousands of women, like young women listening to this. Like but when that is the, the furthest thing hear, from my demographic. Yeah. To hear from someone who probably, anyone who's listening to this probably knows you. Yeah. Hey, I've got for, a wide audience okay. range from all over the world. Still, they, everyone knows Katrina. But <laughs> Every, everyone knows in Katrina. In the world, period. <laughs> Hurricane Katrina. Shout anyway. out to my Chinese Katrina fans. Aww. Um. Yeah, I just think it's important for them to hear from someone who's been impacted by that that's so close to them. Like, just to spread awareness to their other guy friends and their other friends who are girls or family members who are girls to talk about this, to open that conversation up and start educating each other. I'll remember that forever. When I said something that was, like, so, like, personal to me and then for another woman, like a grown woman, to respond to me and say every woman that i know has had a version of this experience it sounds like it would be like devaluing but it wasn't it was like no like this validating yeah, yeah. it was it was so like validating you're not alone in this like this that's horrible that that you're not alone in that Th- yeah. that that makes you feel better right because every woman has been in a situation like that it's the that's only horrible. way you can find comfort though i feel right. yeah. like and it's that- something so terrible that you experience it like Knowing that someone else has also been through that equally terrible experience. Yeah. Is like and the like only I didn't make it. it up. It was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I think to kind of bring it all the way full circle, this is why the feminism thing in the U.S. I think is important. Because. I'm not saying that we shouldn't care about other people who make right. $1 a day. Yeah. No. It doesn't <laughs> devalue what you said at all, Alexis. Like, absolutely. It is a worldwide thing that is very necessary. But I think that for me, like. I would have gone my whole life and kind of imagined like, yeah, no, that statistic is inflated just because of whatever, because there are other things that the feminist group does that are inflated. Like the whole X amount of pennies on the dollar for women compared to men is way, way off. It's not 76 way off. It's like there are six cents left unaccounted for for anything but sexism. When you factor in all of the like leave and everything, yeah, there's six yeah. cents, which is still a big deal, it's but it's still not big 76 deal, to the But dollar. it's not, yeah, it's not 25%. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that it kind of, I think that I'm doing a lot of personal, I don't know if growth is the right term, but I'm kind of like trying to figure Reconsideration. out. Reconsideration. I, I don't know. It's more of like a, I'm trying to figure out my worldview right now. And I don't know exactly where I'm at within the realm of Christianity. And I don't exactly right. know where, if I'm even within or without of that, all of those ideas. 
And I'm kind of trying to figure out, like, well, do I believe that people are innately good or bad? And I don't know, but that's another tick mark on the bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's another thing where I'm like, hmm, doesn't sound like that's a good thing. I don't know, man. You are a product of your environment, though. Yeah, because I feel like I had a father who, you know, trained me not to be like that. But even I, like, remember other people that I was on the swim team with, like, we would all, like, you'd swim in lanes. And then at a certain point, there was only a small group of us left because, humble brag, we were the good swimmers. <laughs> everybody else had Not already, good enough. Everybody else had gotten out of tournaments. <laughs> take a shot. <laughs> nice. Take a shot. <laughs> But, like, there was this one girl that was very good looking. And we were, like, we had enough, only enough swimmers left to where there was two people per lane. So instead of, like, swimming in a circle where you had, like, three or more people so you didn't run into each other, you could swim side by side because you had half a lane to yourself. And all the dudes were like, oh, I want to be a lane, a lane that with her, right? Yeah. And I was like, I, I didn't participate in that, but then I ended up getting put in a lane with her. Right. Because I think probably because of that, because I wasn't being weird about it. She was probably like, I'm just going to be in line with this guy because yeah. he's not weird about it. And like, and then all the guys after practice are like, oh, yeah, you good. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, sure. Like, I didn't participate in it, but at the same time, I didn't really like push against that happening because mm -hmm. it's, it's high school when like your social status is kind of determined by whether or not you're going to be the one matter? of those guys. What's the matter? Are you gay? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I didn't really have that ever leveled against me. But I imagine if you would have spoke up something to that. Yeah. To probably that yeah. would have been said. I just I think people just knew that I was just I was just it's not going to do that stuff. A little softy. A little softy. <laughs> was my nickname in middle school. I don't know. It's kind of hard to get away from this. Are you guys tired? It's early/late. slash late. All of my conversation starters I don't know. are way too intense. Is that a yes? <laughs> I just know that I have to drive tomorrow. To oh, you're driving? Okay. I am. I'm assuming I am. I'm willing to drive if you don't want to. Okay. Let me do two hours and two hours. Anyways. Let me pull up in, uh, a closing thought. And so that one was from my uh, conversation topics note. And this one is from a note entitled My Dumb Opinions, mm. <laughs> uh, which is another one that I have in there, uh, which is uh, what I do. This one is specific to Christianity and specific to pastors Ooh. and preaching. Mm. Uh, so if you're out there and you don't know anything about that, welcome to a world that is annoying. Um, <laughs> proof, proof texting is a term that is used by pastors to say, I'm going to take this. I have an idea of what I want to preach about. Like I want to preach about sexism, let's say. Um, and rather than we'd love to hear a sexism sermon in the church. Oh, we'd love dude, to can hear you imagine it? it? So I, good. And oh. so many Republicans so pissed off. I'd love to hear it. Can um, a brother offer a closing prayer or a sister? Um, you sound a little bit sexist. Yeah, that was the point. It was an example. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. my husband can talk for me someday. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why women have head coverings. Because God didn't want to talk to them. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Um, <laughs> proof texting is when a pastor chooses a topic to preach about, and then they go and they find passages that prove their point. Whether or not those passages prove their point is up we for debate. topical sermons. Yeah, which is like, 
there's an exegesis. Wow, we're getting into some terms. Exegesis. Exegesis <laughs> versus eisegesis. Exegesis is when you read something out of a text. So you say, if I am reading a text message from you to me, Alexis, you text me, hey, um, looking forward to the movie. Let me if give we're a better go example. Exegesis is where a pastor will be like, today I'm doing a sermon about love. Here's one verse from Romans. Here's one verse from Luke. Here's no, one verse this from is for people who aren't Christians. Oh. So, like, if somebody texts me and they say, hey, looking forward to watching this movie with you, exegesis says they're looking forward to watching this movie with me. They're looking forward to, like, going to this movie and having a fun time watching that. Eisegesis is when I read something into it and I say they want to make out. Right? Eisegesis is reading something into the words that are not there originally. Originally, all it said was, I'm excited to go watch this movie with you. And you can like add words here, there. <laughs> but what I read into it is they want to make out with me. They are in love with me, whatever else. <laughs> right. And that's like what pastors can do with biblical text sometimes <laughs> where instead of reading out of the text, what is there, they can read into the text, something that is not there at all. And so talking to the mic. Oh, I was going to say throwback to last podcast that we made with me michael and alexis and michael basically tried to figure out which one of us you'd want to date <laughs> i guess the answer is me since i'm yeah. going to a movie with you <laughs> with your wedding I ring i need to go home <laughs> with your wedding, with ring. Your wedding <laughs> ring michael <laughs> yeah last, yeah, last, last episode we did 36 get. questions to fall in love <laughs> which is off of a website <laughs> anyways um, so my dumb opinion is that it is nearly impossible to preach a sermon without proof texting because of the amount of explanation that needs to happen for you to establish context is so in-depth and so intense that if anyone actually cared to listen to that sermon, it would be too much. So as a congregant, I'm supposed to passively sit and listen to a preacher who has supposedly researched and knows all of the context and the background and everything. Um, and I'm just supposed to sit back and listen to that and listen to what they have to say. And that sounds a lot less like a member of a church and a lot more like a priest who is getting words from God and then imparting that to a group of people who has no biblical literacy. Hmm. My dumb opinion. Are, okay, are you arguing that pulling different scripture rather than, I don't know what you're actually trying to say, rather than reading a passage or just looking into it and putting your own views in a passage that doesn't actually say what you're i think saying. he's saying that in almost every sermon a pastor has to say stuff that isn't straight from scripture either you're the most boring pastor ever and you are going very in depth into the background and historical context and all of these other things that's going on in a passage in order to get to the main point or you preach a very good sounding sermon and you have to proof text and you can't actually get into all the background stuff, which is why I think some of the best preachers that I know that are actually the most biblically sound are the most boring preachers. Mm. They're not the best sounding preachers, but they're the most biblically sound and legitimate. I, I think. It's my dumb opinion. Remember, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is just my dumb opinion. You do not have to agree, and no, I'm not yeah, going to argue I, against you. Well, yeah, because I get that, because the church that I go to doesn't necessarily do that. Right? <laughs> yeah. We're I was going to say, it. you're pretty much talking about our church. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not saying that. I mean, that's how most. You hate our church, but. I love this guy to death, nowadays. and he preaches. His decibel range is from, a, like, it maybe goes up or down three decibels through the whole sermon. Like, he just doesn't get animated. Yeah. 
and he preaches very biblically sound sermons. Yeah. And I, but it's great. Listen? <laughs> I think it really depends on what type of church you go to. If we're talking about my old church that I used to go to, a majority of the people in that church have been born and raised in a Christian home or have been Christians for years. So they basically, I don't know. I just feel like with the church that I go to now, we have a lot of new people who are like, we get new people every week who are probably new Christians who don't really know so much about it. Like about everything that's going on in the Bible. Welcome on out to the U. If this is your first time here or your first time in a long time, you are considered a VIP. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like in order to have a sermon like that, where you, where like it's a quote boring sermon, you would have to do that every week. Like you would have to, I don't know. I just feel like, I get it. I get it. I just, I really think it depends on the church that you go to and the, what's the word I'm trying to think of? The, I don't want to say audience, but it, the demographic yeah, of the people like that I, you're talking I would say to. our church is definitely an outreach church. We are constantly trying to get more people. We always say, like, make heaven bigger. So we're always trying to get more and more people. Another dumb opinion. I yeah. hate that. Oh, I hate that. It's cheesy, but I don't know. Ooh, I hate. Oh, trans residents, I hate it. But yeah, I, I mean, I would say my old church and is definitely not. My old church is definitely not an outreach church compared to the church that I go to now. That Explain is why I hate opinion. that. Do you actually want me to? To make Kevin bigger? Is it just? Like because you just don't like how it sounds, or is Michael doesn't like believe in heaven and hell. This oh, is a rabbit never hole. Mind, never mind. I don't want to get into that. Not exactly that. rabbit trail, but rabbit. kind of. Oh. It's not that I don't believe in heaven <laughs> and hell. I think that. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's okay. I if, think I heard this. If I'm trying to motivate somebody by saying, "Let's get more people into heaven," I just don't like that motivation because that doesn't seem like something that's very grounded in what's happening in the world today instead mm-hmm. that's that's this idea like let's get somewhere let's get these people somewhere else that it's like that the focus is not on what i want it to be pulled out of context though like we're not just like saying let's get as many people up there as we can just because we, we can like, right if you i mean you could pull one sentence from any church and it could right. sound like messed up you know yeah, so but if that's the, the war cry, not to be like that person, but I don't. I think that that is a just a viewpoint that would never exist outside of the Western world, because it's very like end goal focused, and it's very like we do this step to get here, and like I just think that that's that's very Western and not something that, that would exist outside of our economic and social system i have a tendency to speak too strongly let me be slightly more clear i don't hate you if you believe in a literal heaven and hell and if you're trying to get more people there because of course you should be right like of course that's a better thing for you to want to be getting more people into you know eternal oneness with god that's a beautiful sentiment and i think that's good i think i have just seen it 
twisted too many times and I've had too many conversations with people who are not on board with the church because of the focus on heaven and hell that whenever almost anything that a church says consistently has to do with either heaven or hell, I don't like it. And that's why I don't like it. Does that make more sense? Yes. <laughs> I, was trying to say, I, I know it wasn't. We got off on yeah, our rabbit trail. I get it. I don't want to get into it, though. Even yeah. though we kind of did a little bit. That's mostly just for, like, like we would never say that in Behind front of. Scenes. That's more for the leaders. Yeah. Like, it's just something to yeah, get yeah, them yeah. hyped up of, like, everything we're doing is intentional because we're trying to spread the gospel and the love of Jesus. And also, yeah. like, making heaven bigger is a perk and, like, what God. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, he wouldn't probably. Love it. Hate it. Yeah. You know, listed. you understand why. Yes. Yeah. But I agree. I think that. I understand what you're saying. And I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I just hate you. No, just kidding. Just like politics. <laughs> I was just going to say war. <laughs> conflict and war. No, this is good. This is good conflict. And that's what I enjoy. Conflict can be resolved. <laughs> I remember when we had that conversation it. at the kitchen table. That was a long conversation yeah. that was kitchen not very table. helpful. Yeah. You, were, you were there for maybe five minutes of an hour long conversation. Well, I think I've gotten that like frustrated in a long time <laughs> what happened do we want to go just there? summarize yeah. what yeah, what I started it what they have to say this is about to go on for another <laughs> freaking hour but <laughs> you said another oh, hour hallelujah <laughs> i can't hear anything you just sang hallelujah <laughs> jesus talks for another hour it was when we were talking about getting into heaven and I was saying whether or not you have to believe in Jesus, whether or not you have to believe in Jesus in the evangelical confessional sense. Um, and if it could be something in more of a not that what you do saves you, but rather that what you do betrays inwardly who you are serving. Um, and if that could be uh, um, rather than the one thing, it could be the other thing. I've heard you say that before. I think the most valid aspect of that point that you've said is um, if there's a person on this earth who chooses not to follow Jesus because the only Jesus that they've seen is the one represented by people from Westboro Baptists holding up signs that say God hates fags, then it's valid for them not to follow that God. And they will, like, there is a chance for them to see redemption when they see, like, who God really is and that that's not who he is and that's not what he stands for. I think that's really valid. If people have never seen any Jesus but the one that is misrepresented by the modern evangelical church, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's my point. And also it gets into a lot of other interesting theological rabbit trails of like, what about the person who's never heard about Jesus? What about X, Y, Z? And so it's like, there's just too much stuff to talk about there. Uh, at 1.50 a.m. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you guys are going on a long trip tomorrow and I'm dying of coronavirus. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree with you that. You are dying. I agree. No. <laughs> with your statement. And I Hallelujah. feel that... <laughs> but I don't know if You that's... can't hear it, but it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's what. Go ahead. You can go and play it. I will eventually. It'll come <laughs> in at a good time. 
No, I understand that point of view, and I've thought of that a lot. <laughs> this music has been on the whole time, Alexis. Yeah. <laughs> kind of incredible, right? Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Ashley. Um. <laughs> yeah. What a great point. I'm loving that point so much. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Conversation Therapy. If you have any comments or questions, if you hated something I said or one of my guests said, I if you want you to finish what you were said, saying, Ashley. No. Email us at no. Conversation Therapy Cast. You'll, you'll never know. And I hope that bothers you for the rest of the <laughs> coronavirus Sorry, quarantine. I'm going to sit here until you answer. You're going to be sitting by yourself, boy. I'm going to go to bed. I've always wanted to sit by myself. I love it so much. Do you? Do you enjoy being alone with your thoughts in a room? Quarantine? You mean summer? <laughs> oh, no. Another Yo reason. Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Oh, man. Do we want, do we want to end it now or do we Yes. Want okay. <laughs> well... You heard it here first, folks. Love you. Bye. Um, every <laughs> man is sexist. I may or may not edit out those swear words. No. Love you, Jesus. <laughs> Let's all end with the rousing chorus of happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. I'm so glad it's Christmas. All the crescents and toys, more than good girls and boys, but a real count as you. Happy birthday, Jesus. Jesus, I love.